Hello and welcome back to Sidetrack, the podcast that brings fresh perspectives on life's essential topics. I'm Lewis, and with me is my co-host, Yella. <laughs> Sidetrack. Hello and welcome to Sidetrack, the podcast that brings fresh perspectives on the life's essential topics. I'm Lewis, and with me is my co-host, Yella. Hello everyone, today we're joined by our special guest, Will and Hampus, or as we like to call him, Hampy. Hampy Dampy. We're going to dive deep into the topic of healthy mindsets. Introduce. Hello, my name is Hampus, and I am a second year econ and finance student at St. Andrews. And yeah, um, some other interesting things about me. Uh, I'm in the weightlifting club, um, and I have a twin brother. Who was also on on the podcast a few weeks ago. Hello everyone, I'm Will, and I'm a second year here as well, and I also study financial economics. um, Some interesting things about me as well. Um, I also have a twin brother. It's in this room as well. And it's not Lewis. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you might as well say twin sister. <laughs> 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 Today's episode, we'll dive deep into the theme of mental health, exploring how our mental state shapes our health and happiness. Right, let's kick off with our first segment for today on mental health awareness. Do you guys experience mental health issues? Are we depressed? Are we depressed? (laughs) Talking about mental health issues, right? Have you ever thought? Following on that, like, very insightful <laughs> comment, uh, I would like to say that um, I wouldn't necessarily say I have experienced mental health no. issues. <laughs> mental health issues necessarily, but I think mental health is something that you know it's on a it's on a continuum. Um, so even though everyone that like struggles maybe with like something, yeah. So mental health issues, I think it's wrong to label something as a mental health issue unless something is like severely causing you damage. Because I think we all have like times when we feel better and when we feel worse and we just have to adapt to that and see what we can do in our everyday lives to make sure that we just in general on average feel pretty good. I know, like uh, talking about that, sometimes people have perceptions of how you should look as well and that isn't great towards your mental health. Like everyone always seems to... Want people who have big eyes, small <laughs> and maybe even better. WeChat. It's even better if you have a WeChat. So, so it's these common perceptions that it's not good for people to say, like you know. Well, thank you very much for that comment. No, <laughs> no before before we actually decided on this week's topic, me and Hampus is talking about mental health awareness and such. What do you have? What do you think is the best way for people to? you know become aware of mental health issues and how do people try and improve their mental health that's a huge topic we were discussing about so what do you what, what do you think Ampis? when did we discuss that <laughs> just shut up the top <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i do remember that we were discussing that um very clearly yes that was a very riveting discussion um i think that like i said before just becoming when you're feeling down sometimes or you're feeling happy just 
being aware of that, but not necessarily labeling it as a mental health issue, because I think it can become quite a slippery slope if we start labeling every time we feel a bit sad as like a mental health issue, because I almost think that undermines the term mental health issue, when which should really be like used for something more deeply, because as humans, like we all have mood swings, we all get happy sometimes, we all get sad sometimes, but just in general, trying to be aware of that, um, but still, you know, trying to have good everyday routines, good practices, and do things you enjoy while still, you know, trying to be productive, things like that to just cement good life patterns to, you know, just on average be happier. Do you think it's good to have a work-life balance, Will? No. In fact, <laughs> in fact, actually, if you want a better mental health, stay in your room, by the way. And anyone else, shout out to all of those who are tweaking, also doing MT2501, I believe in you. You can fin easily pass this final exam. However, like, as much as I say, stay in your room and revise, don't do that. Doesn't bring good things around. Like, look at Hampus over here, he's stayed in his room all week, and he is bugging out of his mind. In fact, I don't even know why he left his room to come out to this podcast today. <laughs> I don't know why they're laughing at me either. It's not us. It's a serious topic. Today. Thank you, um, <laughs> Will. No Again, for that that very um, insightful observation. Um, so anyways, going back to what Hampus said earlier, you know, we, we shouldn't dive into like labeling the, the mental health issues, but how, how would we be able to know, like to watch, to which point is it an issue? To which point is it depression or anxiety? I've got a good one on this actually. Um, if you're at the point where you're at the canteen with your friends and you're <laughs> shaking, constantly talking about conspiracy theories, right? Did Jeffrey Epstein actually die? Was he actually killed? They all know that. What about Balenciaga? Mm. Think about it. What about OJ Simpson? Fuck, I'm just naming people now. <laughs> Would you... What, what's your uh, point? There is none. If uh, you're tweaking, you're tweaking. Okay, and you think that's an issue, if you're tweaking? It's, it's more, obviously, sometimes. It just depends, it depends. There's no measure. The whole point is there's no measure of when your mental health is getting out of hand. There's no measure of that. Some people deal with it better. It's up to you to be able to tell whether or not you need help. You can't get other people to tell you. Uh, although they can, it's up to you to make a decision on whether or not you do anything about it. I think even this, this may sound a bit controversial or a little bit you know, extreme, but I think in a lot of cases, um, just you just need to take a more realistic look at yourself because a lot of the time what you're feeling inside your head like that it's just it's not what's applying to the real world so just being able to take that distance from yourself and be like do i really need to get this depressed or nervous about this do i really need to get this like do i really need to be this crazy when it's something that doesn't have that big of an impact in the real world you know um and i think we've all had that when we're feeling stressed about like an essay or something but then looking back at it like you or like for exams right now looking back like you still have to to be able in most cases when you're feeling like that that's not going to be the most productive for you anyway to like get the work done so then it's better just to sort of like i said previously go back to your routines of what having a healthy work-life balance making sure that you get outside get 
are physically active, get lots of sleep, get proper like food, just generally like living in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. I think I think a, um, a motto like people should go by is seek discomfort. I love that phrase. You should always seek discomfort. You know, go out by yourself. Go to like a restaurant by yourself. Go to places by yourself. My friend Charlie recently went on a solo trip to Copenhagen, and I actually cry. Is that discomfort though? <laughs> it sounds quite comfortable. Oh, I mean, it's a solo trip, right? Like, surely, as you feel slightly alienated in a foreign country by yourself, with no one else seeing no one around. I mean, personally, I would love it. Mm-hmm. You would love a solo trip mm. to where? Anywhere. Also, really? Copenhagen kind of sucks. Just it's like Sweden, but worse. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. Well, you, sh- you, you should tell him he should go to Sweden next. Yeah. But I think seeking discomfort is, is what people should live by sometimes. It also helps your mental health. You know, Wait, like what? Com- what kind of comfort do you mean? Like Denmark. physical comfort? <laughs> or like mental, mental comfort. putting yourself you know, outside putting of a com- outside of a comfort yeah, zone? Yeah, for example, I don't know, go talk to random people on the street <coughs> and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Can I? I can I like answer this question of like self discipline and like you know seeking discomfort being important? Can I answer it with an analogy? Mm-hmm. So I generally like to think of things like imagine you're a monkey in a forest and at, at some like whilst you still it's important to like make sure that you're foraging for food and like looking for new experiences okay. it's also important to sometimes eat the bananas that you just already have you know <laughs> like a simple analogy that i think if you apply that to life whilst it is important to try new things and have new experiences it's also important to like enjoy what you've worked for because if you're just constantly seeking discomfort then What's the point? Exactly. Then you're feeling a lot of discomfort. Of course, you get some pleasure for that, but then you it's about finding, again, it's going back to finding a balance between things. Be happy with the things you have. Don't always look for new things. Eat your Don't bananas. Eat things anyway, so um, on the topic of eating things. Yeah, but you like fucking eating things. Do you find yourself um, intentionally making good dietary choices for mental health? Or for physical for physical health? Yeah, I bet you make good fucking choices. Don't you? <laughs> talk about that freaking bone in the kitchen from me. Oh my god. Oh, 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 oh. Right, we got a story time. Right, guys. Most of you don't know, but I am Liz's flatmate, and he has had a bowl of noodles sitting in that kitchen. It was a noodle, it was that strange movie that I absolutely hate. It was like black bean looking <laughs> looking at sauce. <laughs> A bowl with noodles. <laughs> Someone took sewer water and mixed it with shit. Put it in a bowl and he's just <laughs> left it there for like a week. Now, now my friend Oren Cabby's in fourth year. He wasn't too happy about this. So what he did yesterday was he kicked down Lewis's door. And, but Lewis was taking a shower at this time. And basically Lewis ran out naked. And um, yeah, bad things happened from there. The flat has not been the same since yesterday. Like... Tom. Tom. Tom killed himself. Harry <laughs> <laughs> doesn't help you with maths anymore. <laughs> Tragic shit. How, how are you going through it? Harry left the flat. Like, who's gonna help me with two five zero one? It's exactly in like times like this is important we think about mental health because in cases like this where Will is on the brink of like just Will getting crazy, then. <laughs> on the brink of getting crazy you know that's when we got to think about the we got to think about the monkeys and the bananas you know you got to realize what's what's important here and what is important here is still just 
continuing doing what you've been doing, sticking to your routines, just doing what makes you happy. But still, I don't know. You were talking about Lewis's. No, okay, back to food. Um, oh, food. I bet you like food, don't you? Should I uh, ask my question again? No. So, so in this analogy, yeah. um, and if we apply that to us, what's the banana for you? What's the food you find yourself going to? To, f- <laughs> <laughs> to seek comfort. Maybe let's not use the banana analogy. Oh, this isn't Gary's big fans. Guys, you should see what's going on here. I have Lewis and Will in front of me dying of laughter. I don't even know what they're laughing at. Um... Fucking crying. Oh, now, now, now there's maybe tears. Food. Yeah. Anyway, yellow. What's your comforting food? My you comfort food. I have to say the um like scallion noodles that I make. I find uh, with chili oil. Um, they are the most comforting food because it reminds me of home. It reminds me of what we have because my dad's from Sichuan. Um, Chengdu, and that's the kind of food he w- he grew up with, and that's the kind of food he really likes, and it's also the food that um, I enjoy a lot. I think I think for me it's yeah. fried chicken. Fried chicken. Yeah, I love a good old fried chicken. It helps with distress and soya milk. Most soya milk. Every time you rise, drink some soya milk. Really? I literally, I literally drink a whole liter a night. Sometimes mm. it's not good for you, I think, but that's my go-to. Mm. I can. Say something about like what I like to eat. I like to. I'm so catered, so I'm really enjoying the DRA breakfasts. Yeah, and you are. <laughs> um, and I really. I like eating a lot of. Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I like the. I think porridge is always great food for me. Um, I generally just like eating a wide variety of foods. You know, eggs, porridge, watermelon, things like that. Um, yeah, just. Just getting in the habit of making sure that you're eating to like support the rest of your life and you're not just you know just eating shit every day um just so that you can because again like going back to if your body feels feels good then your mind is going to feel better and then you're going to feel more productive and you're going to be able to do more just do more things in your day people should smoke if good has that so make them feel good no i don't i i am personally i don't think people should smoke of course it's their own choice but i think that the health negatives like outweigh what's yeah outweigh the positives what no big talk coming from you lewis (laughs) especially if you're like a smoker and someone asks you for a cigarette you know what smoking does to people why would you give them a cigarette they want the cigarettes they can buy themselves anyway talking about eating shit all the time but although sometimes it's you're always better off not eating, balancing your diet. However, remember to always eat. Like, it's better to eat shit than to eat nothing. Otherwise, how are you going to possibly be productive in a day if you're hungry? Um, I think that just you need to start seeing food as like a just something. Again, it's it's all going back to routines of what are you like, just just your daily routine. I eat at this time. And if you just make it more regular, then you're going to just feel better on average you know so are you saying to make eating more like a task than rather you know something you reach for when you're bored or hungry <laughs> 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 you can't really make eating like a task it's sort of 
you you turn something into a task, it kind of becomes like a chore, and then you're not gonna want to do it. You gotta make eating into something you actually want. To do. You gotta and you gotta yeah eat when you're also like enjoy your make sure that you're enjoying your food um, and like getting. It's also it's not only about the food that you like feels good when you eat it, but it's also the food that makes you feel good for the rest of the day. Um, I think it's about balancing those two things um, because. I know me, for example, um, I can have like lots of donuts and feel really good. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> and then, but like that doesn't make me feel great afterwards. But then I feel like I've come to a point in my diet where I can, I know what I like to eat and like I really enjoy eating what I eat, but then it still makes me feel really good and makes me able to do all my activities and do all my work and my exercise and stuff. Well, would you still like have space for discomfort as in like testing out new food and stuff? I love always testing out new food. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll see the next topic question. What, what is the techniques and some practices for dealing with mindfulness and, and managing stress for a healthier life? Because this is exam season. Everyone's mm-hmm. stressed. <laughs> stress management. Um, yeah, well, you're great at the stress management, aren't you? so bad at stress management. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, don't stay in your room and do 2501 every single day. Is that what you do? Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. Are you not finding it very fun if you stay in your room? Well, I find not feeling very fun. Sometimes you just got to do things. Obviously, I'll have edited it. But sometimes you just got to do things that you have to do. Maybe staying in your room, you don't have a choice. Well, at least go to the library or something, that's slightly better, but if you have to stay in your room, you have to stay in your room. For me personally, um, stress management is a lot about dividing up your time and making sure that you're not like spending, of course there will be some days where you have to do a lot of work, some days we have to do less work, but on average just finding time in your day to do other things as well. Um, like I think just being physically active and exercise is a great way to manage stress and to think about something else and just completely yeah change your change your change your mindset on it um because normally if you like if you do something else uh during a study day for at least like one hour maybe that's the time that you lose is gonna you're gonna make make it up um by how much more effective you are at working well Humpus, do you think that the pandemic kind of altered and reshaped our approach to healthy and well-being if you're locked up, right? Imagine a monkey is locked up at a zoo. <laughs> now, this is like a good analogy. Imagine a monkey is locked up at a zoo with no bananas. No one's looking at him, right? You're just locked up there. This is basically what happened during the lockdown. You're sitting there, nothing to do, and in an enclosed space. The monkey's going to go insane. And I can guarantee you, if the zookeeper goes into there and the monkey hasn't seen things in ages, hasn't eaten, the monkey's going to kill the zookeeper. Look at what's going on in our current environment. Maybe not so much in the UK, but all around the world. <laughs> what? Wait, what? That was such a good analysis. Source analysis. Trust me, bro. Um, yeah, I think the lockdown, like in its prime, this is sort of different for me coming from Sweden because we didn't have this extreme of a lockdown as I think many other countries did. Um, but of course, the uh, lockdown in its prime would have impacted your mental health because you're, you know, weren't socializing as much, you weren't, d- d- or like weren't seeing people in person as much, 
weren't going outside as much. Both of those things, socializing and going outside, I think are extremely important to just feel good. Um, so yeah, of course it had an impact, but I think now, as for long-term impacts, it I don't think it had like anything massive because now things are mostly back to the way they were. Through the pandemic, people's screen time went up. You know, TikTok and Instagram become way more popular for like a method of, you know, healthy well-being happiness that's that's not a good thing, yeah. it's, it's not, not a good thing, thing but people find happiness through looking through tiktok and but the thing is do people really find happiness through it or do they just like is it just because it's an instant dopamine release exactly. like when, when i find myself on instagram i just scroll what am i what am i scrolling through do i remember the previous reel probably not the whole point of instagram is you waste your time on it when do you actually use Instagram for anything relatively productive? I can't see it. YouTube shorts, maybe. But Instagram, no. What am I talking about? Anyway, the whole point is, although social media time went up significantly over lockdown, I wouldn't say that's a very good thing. Social media is quite prone to making people's anxiety levels go skyrocketing. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't say that it's quite prone. I'd say it definitely does. I think it's been empirically proven to do that. Like what's gonna what do you think is gonna happen when your social media use goes up and you're being locked in your house? I can only see bad things happening from that. Like look at Hamps. Look at what lockdown's turned him into. He's on Instagram fifteen hours a day, mewing constantly. Hampus, how are you deadlines going? Yeah, look at him. If only you could see what I'm seeing right now. Oh my god. Guys, can you everyone donate to my GoFund? <laughs> everyone help donate. Please, Hampus needs it. Oh my god, let's help Hampus get his surgery soon. Please, I'm begging. You don't know what I'm seeing right now. He is shaking. What the fuck are you still talking He has not been on Instagram in so long, he's literally shaking. Thank you, Will. Um, right back to social media. Um, I do feel like it obviously it does have some benefits, you know, like scrolling on social media, you see what your friends are up to. Um, back to the uh topic of like mental health and just general well being. Um, I think we can learn a lot from the monkey banana analogy. Um, by seeing that in the wild, what is it that monkeys do? You know, what do they do? This is an open question, anyone can, anyone can answer. <laughs> They, they jump, jump around, around and they eat. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Do they only experience pleasure or is there also some deeper purpose in what monkeys do? Um, <laughs> that's such a good question. <laughs> Damn. Let me think about this for a second. Well, the monkeys obviously are not doing MT2501, so they must not have any purpose in life. Um, but it's all about... That's besides the point. Ignore, ignore the last statement. Anyway, <coughs> the monkeys, they don't do anything. They're quite happy with how they live. They're in the wild. They don't have any stress. All they think about is... Do, they don't have, do, you, do you think that they... Do you actually think that they don't have any stress? Don't you think that a monkey like sometimes comes back from like a forage and finds, oh no, I only have three bananas, my friend has six. How's that going to compare? Everyone's going to make fun of me. Yeah, but that's the whole Don't you think that's... Because we've evolved to a point where... We think, think about these things. Because <laughs> <laughs> it can be very like applied to humans. But if you're a monkey, right? We've obviously we're humans, so we've evolved to a point where we're obviously gonna think about these things. We care about if someone has this, and we want that as well. 
you don't need it. You don't need it. Oh, <laughs> I think about it. I bet the monkey has no care about In fact, you'll find that this monkey probably steal his monkeys. Like, fuck. He steal his bananas. Exactly. So why would he? He would. The only reason he would steal them is because he secretly wants them. Well, maybe there is there is a hundred percent group dynamic in primate groups, and I think if you look at our like biology, a lot of the stress things um, that we experience can be traced back to our like primitive years where we were like running around and like in our hunter gatherer societies because our bodies are still evolutionarily designed to run around and live the hunter gatherer lifestyle, but because of you know, technolog- technological change and like the um, uh, agriculture revolution, um, the ability to like imagine big ideas, things like that. We. Why are you not paying aff- attention? What are you yapping about? <laughs> because of that, our biology is not meant for the world we live in. So that's why a lot of the issues that we see can be traced back to what our biology really says and that's why a lot of the that's I think where a lot of mental health issues come from that our bodies are not adapt to the modern society and that might always be good to keep in mind that why is my brain and body reacting in this way to this external stimulus so, so basically what he's trying to say is you need to stop being a human and go back to being a monkey and eating bananas in the jungle that is going to solve all your problems no that's not what I'm saying I just think it's important to like remember and have just keep in keep in mind that a lot of these things you're experiencing are due to your biology why and like sort of try to stick another thing there take a step back and imagine why is your body react or your brain reacting to the external stimulus of the world in this way and then that can sort of be used to make you think okay now i know why this is happening now i have like a just a better understanding of it and i can deal with it in a more productive way so <clears throat> So you're a Darwinist, like someone who's Christian might be like, well, you know, we didn't actually come from monkeys, we came from God. How would you argue against that? I think even in that, uh, even in that sense, when you look back at ancient, like civilization, like old civilizations, even creationists who don't think we came from monkeys, like then we still had a more primitive lifestyle back in the day in hunter-gatherer societies. And even if you just look at that, given the way our world looks now, it would be completely alien to them. So, and even if if our bodies are, like, in the hunter-gatherer lifestyle, and we get in this modern world of consumerism and everything, that's obviously going to have an impact. Um, and <laughs> two, two monkeys, monkeys at the back. <laughs> <laughs> what does ketamine count as? Class B or class A narcotics? Class B, no. Class B, yeah. Two monkeys at the back doing banana, banana narco- narcotics, narcotics, also known as ketamine. Uh, I think that's pretty bad. We're not talking about anyone in particular. We're just we're just making a hypothetical situation here. Yeah. Imagine two, two monkeys at the back. Yeah. Ketamine. Who said Thursday night? Who said Thursday night? What are you? You know, this is what, like... This good. Is this is what good analogies do. You can apply them to your own life, and the way you apply no, them, to, you to yeah, but you literally applied it to your own life because you you're drawing from conclusions from it. Yeah, exactly. The analogy is you just hypothetical. Understand. The analogy is just hypothetical. How, How can, can you, you have seen, seen something, something that's hypothetical, hypothetical? Exactly. unless it actually happened? Dun, dun, dun. And that wraps up our discussion for today. We hope you've gained valuable insights into nurturing and healthier mindset. 
for a better life. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you can take whatever you want from this conversation. It's, um, you know, these are just advice that applies to us. It might not apply to you. Um, yeah, and like, like if, if in doubt, doubt uh, with, with mental health, always go, go back, back to thinking about, about monkeys, and monkeys, monkeys and the bananas. I'm going to catch me. There's no way we just talk about monkeys and banana for half an hour. Half an hour. <laughs> I mean, anyway, a, hel- a, a heartfelt <coughs> thanks to Wayman Hampus for the in invaluable contributions. <laughs> Remember, a healthy mind is the foundation of a healthy, healthy life. Stay informed and inspired, guys. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Till the next episode, take care of your body and mind. Goodbye for now. Bye. 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 Goodbye.